Hey everyone, welcome to the Bovada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at bovadasportsbook.com, Patrick Morrow. Patrick, um, last week, you know, it's very funny. There was a great article about sports books and how the lack of upsets is hurting sports books, but not just Bovada, it's, it's across the board. And it's just so interesting because it's not for a lack of excitement. It's not like, oh, well, we're going chalk for all these games. It's not interesting. It has been fascinating. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we had a, what, we I had can't a nice... open a Bavada ad odds podcast that way. No, no, you can, you can, uh, you know, the, there's, you know the, the, the cuts from two weekends ago still haven't fully healed. We were fortunate enough to have a, a bit of a bounce back week, but uh, that really only uh, clawed back about 10% of what we lost the previous Sunday. Uh, Seth, I, I got to say though, I do love, when I'm reading about, uh, you know, misery loves company, and it makes it a lot easier to, you know, create that context for my bosses when they say, what happened on Sunday? And I could say, well, here's what these guys did, and here's what they did over here. And it was it was a bloodbath across the board. But yeah, you're right. Uh, favorites were winning early, winning often. It was probably one of our worst Septembers uh, for NFL at Bavada in at least the last five years. October, more of a mixed bag, but, uh, you know, two Sundays ago was really bad. We've actually had more success with college football this year than we have had NFL, a trend that's never been the case for all my time here. But uh, again, small sample size. We have, what, uh, seven weekends in the books. Uh, we still have more than half the season left, so it's time to get into it and hopefully claw back a little bit of money. And if you've had a losing betting season, it's time to turn that around as well. All right, let's take a look at the college games. We neglected that on the Bavada at Odds podcast last week. You have Michigan, Michigan State, and I know Michigan fans say Ohio State's your biggest rival, but this is supposed to be your biggest rival. And I'll just say from a personal standpoint, I've hated Michigan my whole life. If you've ever listened to this podcast before, that's why. And Michigan State, I actually got into. (laughs) I always think about that. 25 years ago or 28, nine years ago, I got into Michigan State. I could have been a Spartan, Patrick. (laughs) You could have been a Spartan. You would have been there. a contender. Uh, you could have been a contender. You would have been there on big noon this uh, Saturday, waving the green flag in, uh, you know, number eight, number six, Michigan, a pretty decent matchup. I think both teams are probably punching a little above their weight this year. Uh, Michigan had a little bit of trouble uh, early on the first half against Northwestern last week before pulling away. But, uh, you know, th- this is a really great test, uh, really for both teams here coming to the matchup at seven and zero. Looking at the spread, Seth, Michigan is currently a four and a half point road favorite at Bavada. The over under 50 and a half, a little bit on the smaller side for college football. But we know uh, Michigan State doesn't bring the points. They bring the defense. Michigan will be looking to run up tempo, but they run the ball a lot at Michigan as well. So up tempo and running the ball, that's still going to eat into a lot of clock. We are seeing slightly more money on the under as a result, but should be a great one at 12 o'clock. Probably the most bet on game we're going to see in that early slate. All right, let's stay in the Big Ten. There's another big matchup, Penn State and Ohio State. Now, these schools, neither one is pretending that they're the big rival, biggest rivals, but they still hate each other. Yeah, oh, gosh. Uh, before we even look at Penn State, Ohio State, just because, you know, one of those two competitors. I So college football changed the uh, overtime rules this year, Seth. And I'll, yes. I'll, I'll be honest, I was vaguely aware, but I wasn't entirely aware of the implications and this was because a couple of years ago, Texas A&M, Missouri played like a 77 to 74. I don't know how many overtimes they need to play to get there, but it was insane. Those are college basketball scores, not college football ones. Uh, so they played nine overtimes, Penn State, Iowa last week, and they only scored 38 points. 
38 points in a nine overtime plus full regulation game. So I guess after three overtimes, they start just going for two point conversions. Very bizarre, very ugly game. I don't think Penn State should even be ranked. And I think that's reflected in the fact that the Ohio State trying to get back into that national uh, championship conversation are 19 point favorites at Bavada at this one. It's five versus 20. It is prime time, but we are looking at the Buckeyes to absolutely roll and solidify, uh, you know, their chance of making it into that Big Ten championship game. Uh, so far, about 65% of all bets on Ohio State over under sitting right at 60 on the nose. There's a uh, big controversy going on in Auburn. Their head coach, uh, Brian Harson, talking about uh, how he won't talk about his vaccination status. This continues to permeate sports. But Auburn has a big matchup against Ole Miss, and that's not the talk of the state of Alabama. You know, with the Crimson Tide off this week, Auburn-Ole Miss is a massive game, and the talk is so off the field. Yeah, exactly, Seth. Uh, you know, you have 10 versus 18 here, two really great programs. It's unfortunate that, uh, you know, part of this conversation has to be about what's happening off the field. But uh, for the players that are playing this game, you know, I don't think they're going to get too distracted. This is a tight one. Listen, these are two teams that, uh, you know, listen, neither team's going to win the SEC this year. That's fine. That's okay. For Ole Miss, this is another opportunity to show that they are for real to uh, protect that number 10 ranking and get one of those better, uh, you know, maybe even a post-New Year's Day Bowl. So great opportunity for them here. Auburn, obviously, no slouch as well. One of the tighter spreads this week as Auburn comes in as only a three-point favorite at Bovada, and the action is 50-50 on this one. Over-under set at 66 we are expecting a lot of points, especially with an Ole Miss offense and a QB that's uh, perhaps chasing a, a Heisman right now, Seth. All right, should be a good one there. Uh, Georgia, Florida, now that it's the number one team in the nation, Georgia, could be a blowout. Florida gave Alabama a game. What do you see here? Very interesting one, Seth. Uh, this game, of course, used to be referred to as the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. This is always a neutral site game, uh, halfway between uh, Athens and Gainesville, played in Jacksonville. Uh, Georgia currently a 14 and a half point road favorite in this one set and a tight over under 15 and a half. You know, that Georgia offense is still trying to figure things out a little bit, but that defense has been the best in the country uh, right from the start of the, uh, the season. Brilliant win versus Clemson. They've held other teams tight. Uh, it's, it's really going to be tough for Florida to manufacture offense in this one. And they've really had an interesting season. You mentioned that Florida played Alabama tight early on, almost gave Alabama their first loss, which two losses, and Alabama is not in the national championship picture where they still are today. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, especially after getting blown out, given up uh, 49 to LSU in their previous game, I don't know that Florida's defense will allow them to hang around. This is the kind of game where if Georgia scores at least 20, and they probably will, are going to win comfortably. Again, Georgia 14 and a half at Bavada, 65% of all bets on the Bulldogs so far. All right, now let's go to the pros. Uh, and then we'll start with Thursday night. And by the way, if you're by looking way, for a way in the continental US to watch the the Thursday night football matchup, this gem of a matchup between the undefeated Arizona Cardinals and the six and one Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers against Kyler Murray. You can just go to my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Seth Everett, and you can watch that game. And what we found out is you can't watch them on archive. So you got to watch it live and watch them live with me. Uh, Thursday night, Packers Cardinals. Oh, by the way, if you want to bet on the game too, that's welcome to. Somebody said this on my, I think it was Booger McFarland said this on Monday night football game. And they, he was asked if it was a statement game. He's like, no, it's, it's a projection game. Cause right now, 
Arizona, they're undefeated. They've had some good wins, but the Packers are the hottest team in the NFC, which is a weird thing to say about a team that has a loss versus the team that's undefeated. But the Packers, they lost that first game of the year against the Saints. They've been, just been absolutely rolling ever since. But hey, the proof's in the pudding. The Cardinals are a six-point favorite at Bavada. That shows that home field or not, we do think the Cardinals are a better team on paper than what the, the Packers have shown thus far. Our betters absolutely disagree with us, Seth. We're seeing 65 to sorry, 65% on the point spread for the Packers at Bavada at plus six. We're seeing 80% of all money line bets on the Packers at Bavada. And uh, that's looking at the rest of the board. That's easily our biggest position uh, going into the week so far. So should be a great one. Very curious to see what these two teams are able to do on a short week, but uh, we will be tuned in. We will be tuning in on Twitch. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Of course. And you'll be watching it uh, with me all along on Thursday night. As far as the Sunday matchups are concerned, uh, Tampa, New Orleans is an intriguing one. Tom Brady and company, uh, continue to dominate. Uh, there was the interesting thing when they blew out the Chicago Bears through his uh, Tom Brady threw his 600th uh, touchdown pass, and uh, they forgot it was his 600th uh, touchdown reception, and they gave it to some fan in the stands, and they had to get it back from him. Um, really funny things going on in Tampa. They go on the road. New Orleans won this week over the, the lowly Seattle Seahawks, but man, was that ugly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I felt bad for the, for the guy who gave Tom Brady back the football uh, for the 600 TD because he was getting savaged on social media. And even in the booth, I think Nansen Romo, mm, bad trade, bad trade. And they interviewed the guy was just like, ah, you know, it, it's Tom Brady's, uh, you know, he wanted it. Like he wasn't even, he wasn't looking at it from a financial point of view. He just thought, oh, it's, it's, it's Tom Brady, 600 right, it's TD. He asked people, for, right. It's all the, and I just thought like, in, oh, in society. Yeah that we're thinking it. Yeah, of course. And, you know, and, 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 like, listen, you're, you're, they're absolutely right. Dollars and cents. He could have held out and done a lot better, but I just thought uh, for a moment, like, Oh, he seemed like a nice guy who just wanted to give the ball back. You know, he'll, he'll get some decent things out of it. I, I know he's got some stuff so far, but maybe Tom Brady will hit the old upgrade button on that. Maybe some TB 12 shirts or something like that, or a date <laughs> with Giselle. That'd be okay. But uh, boy, who's having more fun than the Tampa Bay bucks than Tom Brady right now, Seth, they're just absolutely rolling. The kind of weapons he's got there, the defense that the Bucks have this year, you absolutely cannot run. And we see teams each week try and run on them and fail. Uh, Fields himself had a couple fumbles trying to manufacture stuff last week. Uh, I don't see who's stopping the Bucks, but uh, the, the Saints have played pretty well this year as well. A little bit inconsistent offensively, but uh, James Winston has been okay. He's been better, uh, certainly better than his time with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Of course, uh, Tom Brady came to Tampa with Winston, the starter there. I don't really buy the revenge factor there. I think this is just two really good teams uh, and certainly perhaps an NFC playoff preview. Uh, looking at the spread itself, uh, Seth, the Bucks are five-point favorites. They're taking about 70% of all bets so far in what should be a good one. Tight game over under sitting at 50 right now. One of the higher ones of the week uh, should be a great one in that 425 slot. And then the Sunday night game in week eight, Dallas and Minnesota. Dallas and Minnesota. So we have a bit of a question mark there, Seth, as uh, Dak Prescott has not yet practiced. Uh, he is expected to play. He is uh, nursing a bit of a hip injury that he suffered at the end of the previous game. Another blowout win for the Cowboys, who have looked absolutely great this year. But uh, hey, listen, uh, you 
like so many teams in the NFL, it's a QB driven league. You only go as far as the health of your starting quarterback. Uh, and the Vikings, I don't think have been as bad as their record indicates this year. So this is a very curious game. I think uh, the Cowboys certainly appear to be attractive to a lot of our betters so far as they are only three point favorites at Bovada right now. And they are getting about two thirds of all bets in that spot. The over-under is sitting at 55, the highest one of the week. So we're not expecting that Cowboys defense, which has been the largest liability they've shown so far this year to really stop the Vikings and that Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins offense. So interesting one. Be curious to see what uh, Dak Prescott's health status is. We probably see a lot more line movement going into Sunday. So if you like the Cowboys now, you probably want to bet them earlier in the week. If you're waiting to bet the Vikings and you think he's going to play, probably bet that a little bit later in the week. So it's always good to think about uh, the dependency of the line relative to injury statuses clearing up. So an interesting one. And I, I think that's going to be a great game on Sunday night, regardless of health status. Well, we'll see. We'll wait and see what happens. Uh, it should be place your bets uh, right, right there. Uh, and then, of course, it's uh, election season. Uh, next week is Election Day in the United States. So before we have another podcast uh, coming out, uh, since this show comes out on Wednesdays, Election Day will have come and gone uh, by the time we have another uh, uh, podcast. So there's two massive elections in uh, the United States. That is the governorship in Virginia and New Jersey. Um, be my guest. <laughs> I got. I got to stay out of this because I'm voting in the New Jersey one. Oh, I was. I see. I was hoping that we could lean on you for your on the ground New Jersey expertise. But Would that's you like that... some expertise. I, I'll give you some expertise. Let's hear it. Okay. All right. This you is called me be the last podcast. Uh, don't <laughs> vote for Jack Citarelli. He's a Trump clone, and he looks like a car salesman, and he deserves a punch in the mouth. Okay, so relative to the current price, which is uh, the Democrats are minus 1,200 to uh, retain the governorship in the, the great state of New Jersey. Uh, do, so do you think that minus 1,200 or about 91% or so is fair? Or, do, you know, should we have him even more of a favorite? Or are we just, you know, hoping and praying on results here? No, I, I mean, look, he, he wants to get rid of mask mandates. He wants to get rid of everything that's been keeping my kids safe. So, uh, you know, I just, he can't be... Uh, this is not a prejudice against Republicans. This is a prejudice against Jack Citarelli. Guy's a punk. All politics is local. And that's a pretty good reason right there, Seth, to support yeah. the Democrat in New Jersey. And like I said, uh, he's looking pretty good. However, we have seen across the board uh, Democrats start to dip in their uh, various race expectations. I, I don't think it's going to come into play in New Jersey. But there's a real chance that it's going to come into play as we look at Virginia now, Seth. This is a race that when we had uh, initially priced it at Bovada going back five, six months, we had Terry McAuliffe as about a minus 550 favorite uh, to be reelected as governor there. That has dropped all the way down to minus 200 now. So he's gone from being about an 85% favorite to get reelection to down to about 66%, a two in three crazy. chance yeah, no, that the Democrats could lose uh, what has been reliably blue Virginia for a couple election cycles now. Uh, you know, th this is always the tricky thing with politics. How much do people pay attention to local versus national? I don't know uh, that the Biden, uh, I was going to say campaign, but the Biden administration now uh, has, uh, you know, met all the lofty goals that I think supporters have had. It's, it's a difficult thing to do, especially when it's pretty much a 50-50 Senate and you've got Joe Manchin in cinema to try and negotiate with. But that stuff does trickle down, uh, especially in off years, like an odd number year in which you don't see too many elections. You know, this isn't a midterm year. This isn't a, a general election year. But this stuff does trickle down and it does matter. 
And races like these, especially Virginia, all eyes are going to be on it because it's going to be seen as a bellwether for the 2022 midterms and whether the Democrats can retain control of both the House and uh, their very, very slim vice presidential tiebreaker control of the Senate. So a really interesting race there and maybe a sign of things to come for 2022. Uh, It's fascinating, again, that in an off year like this, that we see the kind of betting handle at Bavada that we've got, Seth, on a race like this. It goes to show that we still have this kind of leftover from 2020 where people are engaging in this stuff on a daily basis, uh, which just means that come next Tuesday, Seth, we will ramp it up with live betting, uh, winning margin uh, bets, and various other prop bets to attach this race as well. So if you know if it's not about who's going to win, if, or if it's going to be about how much, you know, you'll be able to find that next week. We are going to go nuts with it. Officially taking myself out of political trading retirement. I, I hate to say it, but uh, it's official. Oh yeah, you're not going to do it anymore. You're not going to do it in 2022 when it's even bigger. No, I, I no, I'm I'm taking myself out of retirement. Everyone else had been oh, uh, oh, I, managing I, these I lines. Uh, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think post January 6th, I decided I didn't really want to pay attention to any of this stuff for a while, and so I, I've been letting uh, other guys on the team manage this stuff. Uh, but going into next Tuesday, with the amount of handle. Uh, where we've got so far and what we're going to expect on the day itself uh, i'll be taking back over again you know what for a day i think it'll be fun and then i can you know circle back again 2022 but uh, uh i didn't think i'd be back this early i didn't think we'd have a race this high profile and this much of a potential toss-up in 2021 but here we are all right that is the great patrick barrow we've got football we've got elections who knows? Uh, there's so many things that you can bet on over at BovadaSportsbook.com. This is the At Odds Podcast. He is Patrick Morrow. I'm Seth Everett. We will see you next week, folks. Stay warm, folks. Bundle up. to tech you're going to be into tech stream what is it it's a new podcast because that's what the world needs more podcasts i'm seth everett and he is shelly palmer hey seth i am shelly palmer at least last time i looked and the world does need one new tech podcast because there just aren't enough tech podcasts except this really isn't only going to be about tech No, and it's not going to be something that only experts and let's face it, nerds are going to know. And it's also not going to be for dummies. We're not going to tell you how to turn on your location services. As a matter of fact, we're not going to tell you anything. What we are going to do, though, is make you aware of some of the most interesting things that are happening. What's new? What's next? What it might mean? Why you might care? And by the way, how it's going to change your life. It's TechStream with Seth Everett and Shelley Palmer. You can find it on Underdog Podcasts and wherever you get your shows.